Welcome to Sonoma Ashram's podcast, Sunday Satsang with Babaji. <coughs> with great love and respect in my heart, I welcome you to this beautiful Sunday morning from Upasana. We have been in the observance of Navaratri, coming out of silence of seven, eight days, it feels a little different to be speaking again. This observance of Navaratri is the celebration of newness. And actually, if you pay attention, all the great traditions observe this time for new to emerge. This Navaratri was the, celebrated as the birthday of Rama, Ram, the God incarnate on earth, birth of Ram. Then there is a, a Easter emergence, Passover. So all the Traditions celebrate this time for something new to emerge. There is a change in the season. There is the energy of new emergence. So we just ride the wave. How do we observe Naurati? Or how do we bring the newness? The new is not something unfamiliar. It's the most familiar to us, but we are unable to live that way. We all have some image of an ideal life. Everyone has aspirations to be a good human being, live a meaningful life, So we have that idea, but we are not able to live fully that way. Why? It's because of our fascination or habit with what is familiar. And everything that is familiar, the knowledge or the habit is acquired through the senses. We have some idea how to live, but there is a fear in the background. Oh, will I be able to do that? Or it will be very uncomfortable. Well, if we are just caught up in that, then it becomes very difficult to transcend our self-created limitations. 
So Navratri observance was really all about transcendence of our limitations. So we could emerge, we could step into the newness. How? By moderating our senses. Eat less, speak less, see less, hear less, be more introverted, engage less. How beautiful it feels when you have no need or desire to engage too much into the world. You become introverted. Well, just become in, introverted, then you become uncomfortable with that. You have to have something to do. So during Navaratri, we take on a long number of job, a repetition of our mantra that we accomplish. That takes determination. And it is the determination that the power of determination is required for transcendence, going beyond our self-created limitations. And just determination is not enough without having trust or faith into something higher. That higher we do not know what it is, but our heart knows that there is something greater than us. We have a feeling that there is something greater. And we need support of that presence. And just like a, in our regular life, even first you're going to college, you got a professor who is going to give you marks. Just pleasing the professor is not enough. You have to do your work too. And sometimes you can do your work, but if your professor is not pleased, you may not get as good grades. So it works both ways. You make your effort and also live in a way that the one that's higher is pleased with you. And how? Just by being a good human being. We all know what will please that higher presence. So the combination of our faith and devotion and our self-effort helps us transcendence, in transcendence. In Navaratri, People engage in it to cultivate Shakti, to acquire spiritual strength.
it requires work. Sometimes we like to just continue to live the way we want, but we live with this desire for a change and it doesn't work. Self-effort is very important. Self-effort effort helped with devotion to something higher. And there is a little trace of fear in there too. Little trace of fear of losing the grace of the one that's I'm thinking of to be higher. So there is a little trace of fear and there is also a little carrot hanging that I will get something. Not a big one, a small one, just something. That during, if you participate in some kind of observance like this, something will emerge, something new will happen. So having that little trust in your heart, not doubt. Doubt is very familiar to us all. Without ourselves, then we justify it. And then we continue living that way. This Navratri was very special and um, we've just come out of it. And before I say anything, I would like to extend my blessings blessings of Abhoreshwar, blessings of the Divine Mother. For your well-being, may you stay with your loved ones in good health, abundance, and wisdom. And these are not just the words that Babaji says, and I heard it and it passes. Receiving it is also important. In order to receive, there has to be a little humility in our heart. There has to be a little mystery. Also knowing that, that you are held in the grace of the Guru, in the grace of the lineage, in the grace of the divine power. Having this kind of heart and mind helps us from becoming totally helpless and pushed in a corner. We make effort, but we also have this little thing in the back, feeling that I am protected and blessed. So together with your loved ones, may you enjoy good health, abundance and wisdom in the time ahead. And have a little inspiration for life. Where are we going? What am I doing with my life? How do I spend my time? What do I do every day to move towards my ideal? These kind of questions should always be in front of us. A life that has a vision is a life worth living.
Baba used to say, aimless living shortens life. We have to have an aim, a goal. And that goal is, the highest goal is to realize the divine that I am, self-realization. What effort do I make towards that self-realization? What sacrifice do I make to move in that direction? It's a little, little sacrifice that we make goes a long way, as long as I honor that. Maybe there is a little weakness hiding in me that I know and I have been nurturing it and protecting it and justifying it. If I offer that at the feet of the Divine Mother, offer that at the feet of the Guru. Next time, if my mind flows towards it, I say, but I have already given it away. I have already left it at the feet of the Guru. I have left it at the feet of the Divine Mother. So there is a little fear also in there. Trying to go and pick up something that you have already given to the Guru. I hope I'm making it clear what um, is going on in my heart. Is the devotion is very pure and it's only you know how much you are devoted. We can justify it. Or we can say, oh, nobody is noticing. I can have a little bit. But if you have really offered it at the feet of the Divine Mother, if you are offered at the feet of the Guru, or that which is higher. It's not yours to pick it up again. So during Navratri, this kind of sentiment was very helpful. I had something that I relished, but I said during Navratri, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to tell you what that is. <laughs> we, we all have little things that we carry in our pockets, you know, just. But it was fun. It was fun. The, when the desire rose for this, I would just stop and just played with that. So I made it into a, a play. It was not a punishment. It was not that I was missing something really. I was just playing with that energy of wanting something that was very familiar, that was very comforting. Uh, not having it. It was a beautiful experience. Yes, everybody's fasting and everybody's in silence and you're held by the group, group energy and chanting and prayers and those things go on. 
but your little habits that you think that someday you have to leave it, but you don't. At least during Navaratri, offering it at the feet of the mother was very um, beautiful experience. And all that energy that it churned up, that energy turned into a sweet energy of devotion. Every time a desire rose, I thought of it as a flower offering it at the feet of the Guru. And once I had offered it, I had offered it. So in India, this Navratri is about Ram's birth. Ram is an ideal human being. As I said, God incarnate on earth. Ram is looked upon as an ideal human being. If living our normal life, if there is some questions, how should I look at it? How should, what is my dharma? What should I do? If you don't know, Ram is a good example. And the story of Ram is mentioned in Ramayana, Ramayana. And it's a beautiful epic. Someday, if you have time or desire, you can look at it. The story of Ram. Ram was ideal brother, ideal son, ideal husband, ideal friend. Also, an ideal opponent. Battles that he fought, but even in the battlefield, he did not lose his grace. He did not abandon his dharma. And that Ram is within each one of us. That Ram is there. The ideal human being is there. But sometimes in adverse circumstances, we get away from it. To be able to maintain your grace in adversity is the sign of greatness. Someone can come and insult you immediate reaction is insulting back. Tooth for tooth and eye for an eye. But the higher than that is how to avoid that conflict. And if it doesn't, then you get in the conflict. Ram did. He had to go and slay Ravana. He tried all different ways, but didn't. So no matter what the situation is, we do not lose our grace. And that in itself is honoring the divine that I am. Living a life of modesty, not just driven by our senses, It's something we can make a play without feeling as a victim. And that is in the life of a sadhaka. 
Thank you all for being here, and I would love to hear what's in your mind. 